Blog Talk Radio. This song says, uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you go in your life, at some point you're going to need somebody to stand by you. Everyone, how are you today? I'm so glad that you could join us today for the show. 
My name is Carla Meske, as Michael said. I'm a shamanic healer, and I work with animals and people. My practice is on a website called spirithealer.com, and I wanted to begin by just sharing with you some of the exciting events we have coming up. On October 20th, I'll be doing a telesummit with the Fairy Allies Telesummit. I'm going to be giving a presentation on the old bone mother. I got a chance to meet the spirit when I was in Ireland this summer, and today actually we're going to talk about that trip because it was so juicy with spirit. So the Fairy Allies, the Fairy Allies Telesummit, I'll be giving my presentation on October 20th. That is free to you. To register, come to my website, spirithealer.com, and come to events. After that, coming down the road, we'll have my journey circle, which is a gathering of people who know how to journey. We get together on Zoom, and that's on October 23rd. We get together every month and do a little circle to talk to the spirits. On October 30th, I'm giving my class for Salham, and this is Renewal with the Kalyak, the Old Bone Mother. It's a celebration of the Salhan time of year when we're moving into the dark of winter, and it's time for us to become prepared to merge into the ground and be renewed for the coming spring. This is a renewal ceremony that this spirit taught me over the course of being in Ireland, and then after that, It's incredibly powerful. It will shed your old obligations and set you up for growing a new, fresh life. That's on October 30th. It's in the morning and in the afternoon. Again, spirithealer.com events is where you can find all of these. On November 13th, I'm beginning beginning a one-month series uh, four times once a week learning how shamanism is and becoming a shamanic healer, the beginning of your exploration into shamanism. It's called Exploring Shamanic Power. You will learn to journey, connect with your power animals and teachers. You'll stand witness to a complete shamanic healing, and you'll learn how to talk to the dead. Who wouldn't love that? So that's Exploring Shamanic Power. It begins November 13th. And uh, it runs for four weeks. And then on December 1st, I'll be giving the Global Water Healing Meditation with Mary Gatton's Water Healing Circle. So you can sign up for that on my website. And um, in January, beginning in January, I'm beginning a nine-month intensive training in shamanism. You can learn all the core shamanic techniques for yourself, animals and people and you will be immersed into a world that's right on the other side of the veil working with your power animals your teachers and your ancestors to learn who you truly are and what your shamanic power is you'll learn how to help people animals and yourself it's a fantastic class so that's what's coming up on spirit healer And today what I'd like to share with you is one of the experiences I had on a tour of Ireland this summer. I went on a tour of sacred sites, and the first sacred site we went to was a 
stone circle, an old stone circle at a place called Castle Ruttery. It's in um, the Glendale County, I believe, for those of you who are familiar with Ireland. It's a small stone circle, and it has two large quartz blocks that are the portal stones to enter the circle, and they're very, very highly charged and very juicy. This was the first circle we went to on our little tour, and it was very exciting, of course, to see one. You know, these things are 5,000 years old. They're re- it's really astounding. Big stones merged into how they did it, who knows. But in any case, I entered the circle with great reverence. I called to meet the spirits of the circle, especially what the spirit we call the genus loci, or the spirit who is in charge of that place. I met the spirit, and I asked for permission to enter and for any information and instruction that he or she may have to give me. It was a male, and his instruction was that I should notice first an equilateral triangle in the circle, with one of the points being where I was standing at the entrance. I was to walk to the left, to the left point, across the circle, to the right point, and then back again. And after that, we could talk. So I did that with great reverence and got back to the beginning again. And I learned a lot about how each of those positions has spirits associated with them that are the tall ancestral beings of that circle. And they told me that that was that triangle was the basis of their understanding of all of the geometry and they were great geometry masters these circles are set up in alignment with the stars every single one of them alignment with celestial important events sun events like the uh, solstice and equinox and so forth the sauhen event and the events in the spring And the circles themselves are mapped onto the ground, mapped onto the terrain in geometric patterns. Um, I suspect that the geometric pattern actually mimics the stars in the skies, but I'm not sure. There are people who know a lot about it. I'm not one of them. But it was pretty interesting. And after I described that triangle walking it, I asked the genus loci, please, to then tell me what's next. And the the spirit recommended that I enter the stone circle and proceed clockwise around the perimeter. So I did. And stone had a lot of juice and a lot of power. And as I walked through them and walked around them, I got messages from each of the rocks and a sense of the kind of dancing and ceremony and important um, baptismal-type rites, the the, uh, rites of initiation, celebration of each of the seasons, gatherings of the community to talk about important things. This stone circle was, it, it was a place of worship, it was a place of celebration, and it was a place of community um, council, that's the way to, to put that, council. I could see the children running around outside while the parents were inside doing business. 
and the children were out frolicking around in the fields being silly and being children. It was just amazing to see. And then I asked to see even more, and the spirit said, enter the dragon, notice. And this dragon spirit whooshed into the circle and went around counterclockwise. So I was instructed to go clockwise, but the dragon went counterclockwise, a white dragon. And as it went through the circle, it basically filled the circle. You can imagine the dragon all the way around. And then at back at the two stones at the, at the beginning, he raises his head up and breathes down onto the center of power of the circle which was not dead center in the circle. It was actually a little bit off center toward the entrance. And I did not measure it, but I am going to guess that the center of the power on that line was where the line would be divided into the harmonic mean. And the harmonic mean is the line, is the division of the line that creates um, a ratio that, means the longest line is to the largest segment or the full the length of the full line is in ratio to the largest segment in the exact same ratio that the largest segment is to the smaller segment and that bisection it looks like two-thirds but it's not quite and it's the bisection of the line that when you extrapolate it out becomes the geometric spiral it's the magical division of creation line It's a very important thing, and that's where I saw that dragon create a bowl of light inside the circle. That bowl of light reminded me very much of the big generating ball of light in the sacred circle where I work in the lower world. And I could see that really the sacred circle in the lower world where I've been working for the last 25, 30 years is very, very much like the circle that the ancient ones, my ancestors, worked in. So whatever lineage is breathing through my bones, and I know that I'm British and Irish and I'm a British Isles person, so that lineage is breathing through my bones. It breathes through the knowledge of the old ones and my shamanism mirrors their practices, not because they taught me, but because my spirits taught me, and maybe they are, maybe it's all one line. I'm, I, I just don't know. So the dragon opened that beautiful pool of light, and it was a healing pool. So I entered it, and I received an initiation, the first one that of many. Well, it was the second of many. The first one was at Bridget's Well the day before. And this initiation was to feel a line of light going from the center of the earth up through my spine to the stars. And it intercepted the purple flame that I'd received in my heart chakra from Bridget's Well. And that line, you know, we've seen these things before, but that line, as I went through the trip in Ireland, developed into a map of power and it's a map of power of my chakras a map of power of the land and symbolized by the staff 
the these old ancient ones carried staffs. Lou, the the spirit Lou has one. Um, Bridget has one. The Kaliak has one. They all these great ones have staffs, and that's I I was given a staff in non ordinary reality um, to work with that connects me to these people, and that staff was put into my spine in this circle. So the power of this place was the description of the geometry and how the spirit describing how from this circle we can describe all geometry. Notice the triangle, notice the center is at the at that magic triangle bisection, the magic division bisection, the golden mean. And then here's the fun part. I was saying nothing, of course, because there were 10 of us on this trip and each person was having his or her own experience. But when I got to compare notes with my friend Reed, who is a very powerful um, Celtic-style shaman, he said, wow, the the dragons were very strong in that circle. And I said, oh, yes. So you saw the dragons too. He, oh, yes, very strong. And that triangle that was stood out like a blazing light. <laughs> so Reed and I both saw that. And it's always nice to have confirmation in ordinary reality from another person that you trust in, in this work to make me really understand that what I was seeing was not just a message for me, but it was a story about the truth of that place. So that was my first experience in a stone circle. How exciting. I'd love to do a million more of them. And that, again, was called Castle Ruttery. It's a very small stone circle, but really, really juicy, really nice. After that, we went on to another stone circle called uh, the Piper Stones, the Ascarini Piper Stones, and that that's what they call it, but much larger stones, a much bigger circle, and very, very fun. And um, we did a lot more stone circles after that. We also did cairns, which were incredible. These monolithic structures with cross a cross-like chamber with, uh, with a... Uh, a long line and then a transept with roofs built over them, all of it with giant rocks, giant rocks. They have no tools. They have no, well, they they did not have horses. Well, they may have, but I don't think so. Um, No record of horses then. No, all they had was themselves and their brilliance and probably some spiritual assistance. Who knows? But they're remarkable structures. And did you know that they're actually found all over Europe? Ireland is one of the sweet spots because the Irish people, their respect for these places has been passed down through oral tradition, through tribal knowledge from then till now for those places continues then till now. So they've not been vandalized or excavated inappropriately. They've been honored they had the stones haven't been moved. Farmers work around them. It's just remarkable. Ireland's a magical place. If you get a chance to go, you should. So next week we'll talk about um, an experience I had in the Cairn. And I'll tell you a little bit about the Kaliak.
But now it's time for you to ask me if you have any questions. Do you have any questions, Michael, or are there any callers? Yes, uh, we got actually quite a few callers, but we just have about seven minutes left. So let's take in um, Stanley from Chicago. He just want to know if you could look at it in a shamanic way um, into his relationship. Uh, Stanley, you're on the air. Hi, Stanley. Hi, how are you? I'm swell, thanks. How are you? Okay, I would just like to see. Do you see my relationship lasting? No. Could you look into it? No. Hmm. Well, I don't really do psychic work very much, Stanley, but what I could do is I could ask a spirit who is a familiar of yours, someone who is close to you, to come and guide you appropriately so that your your actions in the relationship promote it so that your whatever you do is the best you can do to keep that relationship healthy and strong. So let me do that Thank for you, you right now. Thanks. I call the spirits of the north, the east, the south, and the west to come in for Stanley, please. Concerned about his relationship, He's concerned about continuing it, how it will how long it will continue. And I ask you please to help him be the best he can be to nurture that relationship so that it's got the appropriate loving reciprocation and nurturing that he needs. So it's in his best interest and in his partner's best interest. Grandmother Sunflower comes in, says, yeah, 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 yada, yada. Sit down, Stanley. She sits you down in the center of the circle. She takes your hand. She turns it over, and she puts something into it. It's a white stone. It looks like it's a alabaster, and it's um, heart-shaped. And it's broken in half. And she says, do you want this glued back together? You nod humbly. She says, okay. She takes it. She sends it over to a jeweler. It comes back. And it's a diamond. And it's gorgeous. Give this to your sweetheart. Tell your sweetheart what you would like. Converse and make it so. And then she calls up to the sky for your power animal to come to give you ongoing support and advice. And a bird comes in, a very shy bird. It's a long-legged water bird. And um, I don't know what kind got a curved bill you know there's so many water birds but this one has a red around the eye and a curved bill and she runs over to you and she begins to preen you with her beak she's cleaning you up and getting you ready and then she merges with you and she does she shows you how to 
I guess, I don't know if it's a female, but she's showing you how to do a mating dance. Oh my gosh, this is fun. For how you can do a mating dance that's attractive to your sweetheart. How you can be the best you can be. She will show you. She will give you the gift to be the best you can be. It's a she, yes. Grandmother Sunflower says it's wonderful. You can just call her stork, but she's not a stork. Um, as you learn to journey, you'll be able to see her and identify her. There you go. All right, Stanley, there you go. I hope that helps you. Thank you, and God bless you. It helps. Thank you very much. So, Michael, is that it for our time? Yes, we just uh about a minute and a half left. Yeah, closing comments, yeah. Great. All right, I'd like to thank you for coming. And again, remind you to come to spirithealer.com. Go to the events page, and you can learn about what's coming up on the calendar. I don't have the radio show on the events page because it, happens every week and for logistics reasons and for my email newsletter and so forth. I just don't have it on here, but I happen every week. I will through the rest of the year. Uh, We might change dates. Michael and I have to talk about that. And um, I'd like you to take a look at having a session. If you'd like a healing session for yourself or for an animal, I'm happy to help you. I do sessions for people all day long. So I'm available to you. You can go to the sessions tab to learn about that. And if you'd like to see the or listen to the archive of all of these radio podcasts, it's on my radio podcast tab. So once again, thank you for coming to spirithealer.com and for listening to me on Michael's radio station. Thank you.